Some cars are comfy on the inside but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Introducing your host from New York, here is Sam Roberts. Yay! Here he is, here he is, here he is. Sam Roberts. Really wouldn't be the Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast without him, would it? Welcome to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. I've been getting questions online. Sam, now that the SiriusXM gig is daily, now that Sam Roberts Show is on SiriusXM every single day at noon Eastern on XM 103 Sirius 206, that's OB Radio. Sam, now that your show's on every day, are you still going to have time for the wrestling podcast? Of course. You think I'm going to leave you behind? The Marks? I'm one of you. I can't sit there and do a daily radio show where I can't talk that much about wrestling because people will get upset and not have this outlet, not have this opportunity to speak to my people. That's you. You think Katie Linendahl is going to be happy just doing my show and not getting to talk about wrestling with me afterwards so we can share it with you? I don't think so. You think uh, I'm going to want to have wrestlers come in all the time and not just sit there and talk wrestling with them? It's not going to happen. The Wrestling Podcast lives on. I want to welcome anybody who uh, is new to the Wrestling Podcast as of this week or last week and was turned on by my appearances on the Stone Cold Steve Austin show, regular or unleashed. Of course, last week, Stone Cold was an amazing, amazing guest. This week... Another amazing guest, somebody that's been requested for a long time, somebody that I've been flirting with on Twitter for a long time, uh, Sasha Banks, the boss herself, is my guest on this week's wrestling podcast. Katie Linendahl, my buddy, my wrestling pal, you can see her on the Today Show and the Weather Channel and Fox News and CNN, she's all over the place. She joined me on this interview and we got to talk to uh, Sasha Banks about everything it, t- it takes to be Sasha Banks, to be one of the lead women in this NXT women's wrestling revolution. We conducted this interview uh, the morning of the second Philadelphia NXT live event that I think will go down as historic. It was NXT's first road trip, and this was the morning after uh, uh, Sasha and Charlotte had headlined, main evented, gone on last in front of a Philadelphia audience and gotten a positive reception. That is a big, big deal for women's wrestling, a big, big deal for Sasha Banks. So here she is, this week's guest of Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast, Miss Sasha Banks, the boss. And now, the Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast interview. This is big for Sam. This is this is Look, huge. This is about the I audience. I mean, it's big for both of us, obviously. But this is big for the people. I'm, I'm letting you have your selfish moment. Okay, this is. I'm not a selfish person. I'm a professional broadcaster, and this is big for everybody out there because Sasha Banks is here the on boss. Sam Roberts' show. I need an applause. I'm here. 
Thank you, thank you. It's a long time coming. Sasha, what's the haps? What's the haps? That's right. What is that? It's like, what's the haps? No, like, what's the haps? Like, what's the crack? Uh, yeah. I learned that from Becky. It's an Irish thing. What's I'm not Irish. What's the crack? All right, so what's the crack? I like then? to learn something new. Yeah. Hmm. I, like, I like to learn new things. So, yeah. What's, what's the, the haps? What's the crack? What's the haps. So I'm here right. in Philly doing it at the amazing Tower Theater. And last night was the most amazing experience of my life. Yeah. I got to main event. Well, this is crazy what's going on in NXT oh. right now. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. You're the women's champion. Yes. And forever, WWE has kind of had the reputation of having the divas on the main roster as kind of like a, maybe, I don't want to say a sideshow, but they put it on before the main event to cool everybody down. They give them five minutes here. It's kind of like, oh, let's do a broad panties match. Let's do a pudding match. Let's do a whatever. And you and Charlotte, Ric Flair's daughter, main event the show. And from what I heard, not one person left. Everybody was like on fire the whole time. Um, Oh, God. I don't even, like, my heart's still, like, beating. I could not sleep last night Mm because I was on such a high. But yesterday, to to have someone tell you that you're the main event, I was like, you have to be kidding. No, here in Philadelphia, like, are you kidding me? Right. You trust me. Did you get scared at all? Because Philadelphia is not a kind wrestling uh, audience. I'm not going to lie. I cried. You did? I cried before. I was so scared, so nervous, because you hear the reputation of... Philadelphia. Yeah, has Roman Reigns if Philadelphia is nice. Yeah, you, Rumble is, wasn't pretty. This is no. an ECW crowd. Like, yes. I thought when I was coming out that they were going to boo. Who, who knew what they were going to chant at me? I came out to the loudest reaction I've ever heard in my life, and it was just unbelievable. And um, it's just such a good feel. It's the most amazing feeling in the world. Like, to truly be here and for Triple H to come out and introduce me and Charlotte, you can't get any bigger than that. Like, that and then you find out you're doing Sam Roberts' show right after that. Exactly. It's like, how does anybody even cope? How can I top that? I don't think how you can. How can I top that? I, I've had to listen to Sam. Even when there's no reference to you, Sasha, he'll bring you up. There's <laughs> no reason. Sasha makes my favorite wrestler. Your favorite it wrestler. It happens a lot. I would think I'm so. It's kind of a big deal. Well, yeah. I want to get back to this point, though. Like it's not a surprise to you, is it? It's not a surprise. No. It happens a lot. Yeah. Sam's a huge fan. <laughs> Let's talk about redefining this role of a diva, though, because as a female fan for my entire life, to Sam's point, I mean, this is a whole new era. And to be in that show in San Jose before WrestleMania, we were there. We were there. It, was it was to see badass girls. I mean, the moves are sick. The training is sick. It's redefining a diva, in my opinion. We, we truly are. The girls that we have down at NXT are the most amazing, inspiring girls that I've ever been in the ring with. Like... From Bailey to Charlotte to Becky to Carmella to these two new amazing Australian girls that we have, Jesse and Cass, it's just we are growing and we are taking over. And just to see the passion and the drive of women that we want to change the definition of what it is to be a diva. Because growing up, I was not a fan of divas, but I always knew that I wanted to be in the WWE. Well, when you're like a girl and you're like a badass... You're like, really? This is what's going on right now? You just have to cheer for Luna Vachon. Exactly. I like Luna Vachon. Luna Vachon I love love jazz. I love Molly Holly. I like Victoria. But to see them in bra and panties matches on it, you kind of like just watch. You you sit back and my mom came in the room and was like, what is this? This is what you're aspiring to. you want to be. And I'm like, well, actually, I want to be like Eddie Guerrero. But, you know, the female version of him. Um, but, But just to be here like 10 years later of my dream, like I'm here as the NXT Women's Champion. I got to main event last night, and the girls just keep taking over. Like, any opportunity that we've been given, 
we just take it and we run with it and we just we kill it and last night was a huge defiant moment in my career is it terrifying for the women that are on the main roster in wwe who have not because they don't know how to do these. they haven't had these matches they haven't had she ain't gonna touch it 25 mm. minutes to kind of go out there and main event and they that's not what they do but now you've got a whole new crop of chicks exactly. that are coming in but not yet just wait till i get to the main roster oh boy just wait and then we will be main eventing that too it's just we're, we're slowly taking over and you can see that on the main roster right now where the girls like Be- the Bellas, they're having two segments with Paige and like it's 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 a small step but it's a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And they're giving that time and they're killing it up there too. It's just we we all just have to do it as like a union, like a, a women's union just taking over and just it's gonna get bigger and better and the opportunity when I do get to come to the main roster it, Oh yeah. A lot of changes are coming. You've obviously <laughs> been wrestling for quite a while. And five years now. Did you ever think that you would be training in NXT now at such a high level? And brought, do you think that WWE was ever going to be acceptable to your style of wrestling and you'd be such in a position that you are? That's a risk it, move. It is. At that time, especially it to flip is. over. Because when I came in, like, we didn't get to train the, how we train now. Like, it was still very. Do you train tra- under Sarah Del Rey? I do. I, I have different, a lot of different coaches. I got to train with. Joey Mercury and Norman Smiley and oh, I've just I've learned so much from them and Sarah Del Rey. Like huh. we get to switch coaches a lot, so oh, I've learned so much, and that's like huge with the WWE. Like we have most amazing coaches in the whole world. Like I had a month of training with Billy Gunn. Like <laughs> I'm in the ring, Mr. Ass, Mr. Ah. It was so cool. It's I just, the only I, shirt my mom would let me wear to high school. Suck it, and I'm like, no way. This is my life. <laughs> this is, it was just. And that's the Everything. suck it guy. That's the guy. That's the guy. Yeah. That's the man. Like, and like the funny thing, I don't want to. He did not like women's wrestling. He trained the girls, and he was like, "Man, I am a fan." And that, that's like one of the biggest honors in the world. Where a guy before would be like, mm, "I'm not going to watch the divas. I don't want to watch the chicks." And now people are in the front of a monitor watching us. And coming back through the the curtain last night, all of the boys stood up and clapped for me and Charlotte and. I just broke down in tears. I, I just couldn't believe it. I'm so and, honored to such a family here. And traditionally, guys wouldn't want to do that. Exactly. Like, like to have, like nobody wants their spot taken by anyone, but specifically women. But here, NXT is a family. Like we all support each other. We all want to help each other. And last night was just. Oh, I think it, it speaks amazing. volumes too. It's one thing to have either the camaraderie in the locker room seems amazing on the NXT it side. It really is. But. To have fans embracing female wrestling at the level they are. This is wrestling. I mean, chanting at San Jose. That is power right there. As opposed to the chants that usually come from Philly when women are in the ring. Well, we changed that. (laughs) (laughs) Some of that change you were talking about. Um, I got that. This is awesome last night. And um, I cannot wait for tonight. Oh, that atmosphere last night. I can't wait to do it again tonight. And, you know, who knows that I'm who I'm going to wrestle tonight, though. So when you're when you're developing your character, because you're known as the boss, yes, which is like here's my shirt, right? WWE shop. Ooh, is that a new one? This is the female version. Nice. Gotta get one. It's very cute. You know why she's a good business person? Because she didn't say I'll get you one. She goes, you gotta get one, which means you can buy it. (laughs) I will do it tonight. Um, Don't forget the glasses too. When you're when you're putting this character together, it's kind of a very modern, contemporary. Right now, it feels relevant which is not something that happens a lot in wrestling. Is that tough to 
try to sell people on the fact that what like why would you call yourself the boss like i don't think a lot of people listen to hip-hop and understand that that's something that like rick ross and people like that have been saying for <laughs> years well like for me when i came in i was just generic baby face happy to be here living my dream just girl mm-hmm. and i had no character Ugh, and it was so frustrating for me and um I just, I finally just sat down and I thought, hmm, you're related to someone famous, Snoop Dogg, who <laughs> calls himself a boss. Yeah. Like, all of his security, all his, all his people always call him a boss. And I'm like, hey, that's, that's fitting. That's easy material right there. I just call him up, get a couple liners, good to go. Wow. And it just, it kind of just came from there. And I was just, I just kept going. And at that time, everything on TV and you walk through stores and every shirt was a boss shirt. And I was like, this is, this is going to work. And yeah. I just, I kept working on it and kept working on it. And here I am, the boss, the NXT Women's Champion, living my life, living my dream. Just, it's, it's been truly amazing. So Snoop Dogg is your legit cousin, legit. correct? Legit. Does it bother you that he calls everybody nephew? Because you're like, no, stop calling everybody nephew. <laughs> We're actually family. And you're giving everybody this, like, credit. No, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't. Everyone's no. family to him, which is nice. Spread the love. Why I not? guess, but you're actually fa- like it should be an elite crew. Well, he calls me little boss. That's not pretty nephew. good. And I'm That's not good. A, I'm not a nephew. What was it like having Snoop Dogg as your cousin growing up? Oh, I wasn't. I was around him a lot. I got to go to his concert a lot, and um, anytime he was at a wrestling show, I begged him. I'm like, you have to take me with you. I cried. I I was like on my hands and knees. So I got to go to WrestleMania 24. Amazing! I got to go to the next WrestleMania. After that, he was on. I got to go to Raw. And I thought at the age I was 16, and I'm like, mm, I'm going to get signed now at 16 because I'm with Snoop Dogg backstage. So shy. I couldn't even, like, shake anybody's hand. I had to ask Snoop to ask the wrestlers to take a picture with me. I was so nervous, but just, like, in the back, like, can I get a picture with Randy Orton? Oh, God, look, it's John Cena. Can you ask him for a picture with me? And now... Now I'm here working with, with them. It's, it's the same guys. That's the, the weird. Same guys, and I'm still, I'm still nervous when I see them. It's also like I don't know if you realize that, like probably people on the roster that you were nervous to meet were like, oh my god, Snoop Dogg's here. That's Snoop Doggy Dog. Yeah. Right over there, and you're like, can you ask him to take a picture with me? <laughs> they did. They came to me when we were um, in LA when he was last year, and they're like, can you ask Snoop if I can have a picture with him? I'm like, I feel so cool. Yeah, come on, come into his room. Come on. Does he hang out with you a lot more now that you're like a, you know, legit boss, as they say? Well, I've been training at the Performance Center every single day at these shows every single weekend, so I barely get to see him, but um, he does text me a lot, and, like, he's such a huge wrestling fan, and I've been telling him since I was 10 that I wanted to be a wrestler, and he is so proud of me that I'm doing, and I'm living my dream, and I never asked for help from him. I did it all on my own, and... I feel so accomplished with the fact because I have a lot of family who always goes to Snoop and like, hey, can you help me with this? Can you do that? I did it on my own. And just to see that and just to see how, how hard I've worked to get here, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about training at the Performance Center. How many hours a day are you putting in when you're not on the road for a show? <sighs> well, from the time I wake up or the, from the time I get there? Give me a whole day. <laughs> Well, she I'm, started I'm, with, like, that sort oh, of hair like, swipe. Oh. Uh. Yeah, I'm such a morning person, so I, I always get up at, like, 5.30. <gasps> I'm, I'm used to it. I used to work at a hotel where I had to work there from 4 to 2. So I'm, like, I'm such a morning person, but I start my day at 6.30. I get to the performance center at 8. I train in the ring from 8 to noon. Then we do weights for two hours. We have promo class for another hour. 
It's very regimented. I'm, I'm there watching my matches. We, oh, it's just, it's a long day, but it's, it's what I love. I love putting in the work. I love Is that regimented by you though, or by whoever you're training with at that time? A little bit of both. I mean, we huh. have a set schedule when we need to train and promo class, but if I want to do the extra ring time, I'll go in there and I'll do the extra ring time huh. because I, a lot of the new girls, they, they love to keep learning and I love to help. I love to give back because it's good. We just want this place to keep growing and continue the success of women's wrestling. So and it's pretty trippy that now you're in, like you're talking about the positions that you're in now and you're working with these guys. You're actually in a position where you're teaching people that yeah. five years ago was oh like you. I, I can't believe it. Like uh, just a month ago, I got to teach the girls' class, just me alone, because Sarah was on the road and I was like, this is insane, but it left me on such a high because. You know, when I am done with wrestling, that's an option. Right. To You're going to have to leave the business. A woman's trainer. Like, can you imagine, like, me teaching in the future? Like, I can imagine it, Sasha. Endless opportunities <laughs> here on the road to me. And um, I just, I want to be here forever. It's, I, I love this company. Don't let me hear you say that, though, because it's like, I want to be here forever if the money's right. I, that's what you say. Screw the money. What? <gasps> no, no. No, no, no. You want yes. to say that? That's bad business. I can say yeah. it. I love this. All right. If I did, I, I, I've worked on the indies for free. Because I love, I love what I do. Yeah. This is, you can't buy happiness with money. But you can't buy her I'm shirt. Happy. You can't yeah. buy your shirt. And you can do that with money. On WWE exactly, Shop. But and I'd like to tell Sirius it. XM that I love what I do too, as long as the checks cash. <laughs> I'm in the same boat. It's always good, but yeah. this, you, you can't buy this. It's can we talk so about good. some of these moves? Because sometimes I'm watching the matches and I'm like, you're, oh, oh my gosh! Is there anything that throws you off, or you're, you get a little nervous personally, or what, even when you're training some of the new girls, you're like, eh. oh, oh my god, all the time. So, sometimes I really, especially with my match with the Charlotte, I'm always like, did I really just do that? Especially with my match with her at Takeover, oh where gosh. she speared me, and I did a moonsault, and I remember that happened, and I was like, did I really just do a moonsault? Like, how did that happen? It just Something just left my body, and it just happened. But it, yeah, always wondering, is that what you have to do? Like, you don't know how to do a backflip. You just I have to have get n- to a mental place where you do it. <laughs> I, have, I have no idea how to do a backflip. I did not think I was going to do a backflip. I just happened to land on my stomach, and I was just like, <laughs> ow, what just happened? Just a regular day on the job. It's just a regular day on the job. Just picking butt, taking just names. pulled off the moonsault. <laughs> salt. Yeah. Exactly. MBD. I think I'm going to jump in there and just see if I can get into that mind it. frame. Yeah, I, I think I, I can do it. I um, Did you have to explain to people... Uh, behind the scenes what ratchet meant <laughs> funny story is oh, i remember first hearing that chant when i wrestled emma the chant is of course uh sasha, sasha is ratchet and then the but people who I, like her say no she's I not look ratchet? no exactly i'm not no i don't think you are I'm either not ratchet we've actually had this debate for probably a half an hour at uh san jose yeah because katie was like what's ratchet and i explained to her and she was like oh so she's got i said no she's not yeah. And then I explained why. <laughs> right. You probably started that chant on that. I started the no, she's not. not. Yeah. Yep. But I was in the ring with Emma, and I heard that, and I kept looking at her. I was like, no way. Are they saying rat shit to me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what are they saying? And I remember going to the back, and they're like, oh, they, they chanted ratchet. It's like, ratchet? No way. Yeah, to like- me? Are you kidding me? Please. So you, and just, you were, you were more, you could believe rat shit before you could believe ratchet because you're like that is not God, absolutely. But yeah. I was, I couldn't believe that. And then just every single week they kept chanting it and chanting it, and then they even chanted OBT. And I had to ask what that meant, which is Orange Blossom Trail is where all the 
hookers are at in Orlando. I'm learning so and much. And I was like, this crowd, you you got to be kidding me. So yeah. it's half and half now. There's a lot more. No, she's not, which I agree. Thank you very much. But, yeah, it's, it's definitely cool. a... Weird chant, huh? Yeah, were there people behind the scenes that were like, what, what, what does ratchet people, mean? But I didn't even know what it meant. You didn't? I had to look it up in the Urban Dictionary. So, <laughs> there you go. You're like, oh, they like me. They, oh, they don't like me. Oh, for me. Urban Dictionary. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Shoot. yeah, that probably could have been covered with one text to Snoop. <laughs> yeah. Snoop, they're calling me ratchet. He's like, well. What does that mean? <laughs> so do you have, uh, do you... Are you eager to be called up to the main roster? Are you eager to start wrestling on Raw and SmackDown? Or do you kind of like being the big fish in NXT right now? It's so hard. It's such a... Because it's it's always been my dream to be on Raw and SmackDown. But this didn't exist when you had that dream. Exactly. Who knew how big NXT was going to be? Like, we're here in Philadelphia. We're going to Albany tomorrow. Like, we've been to San Jose, Cleveland, and sold out. And you cannot... I've done main roster loops but you cannot compare the feeling to this crowd because every single person who came here tonight or yesterday are nxt fans Mm -hmm. like going on the main roster you just see people in john cena shirts and who people who barely knew who i am but here every single person's in a nxt shirt knowing who every single superstar who stamps or who stands in that ring and it's it's an amazing feeling but i i love this I absolutely love NXT, but I'm I'm almost feeling that I'm ready for that next step and that mm-hmm. that new challenge of working with different girls and you know we changed the women's division here in NXT and I can't wait to see what we do on the main roster when we get that opportunity. I just I want it to just keep growing and keep getting bigger and better. Um, but yeah, I love NXT. is amazing. It's a home. Yeah. Ugh. Wow, it gives me butterflies. I love how you continue in, like, watching your interviews and who you really are. You've maintained this sense of humble. Oh. You're still such a fan <laughs> and still, fan. like, such I a sweet... I thought you meant her interviews on TV. I was like, what sense of humble no, are you dude. watching? <laughs> well, do I need to be? Sure. I don't think so. Don't you mess with that? <laughs> but, like... Moonsault Just to ass. see, like, <laughs> Joey Styles came in yesterday, and I, I marked out for him. I'm like, oh, my God! And I got to say it to him, and I ran away. I was so nervous, but... I'm I'm still an excited little kid inside. Yeah, like, it's good. Oh, McFoley was here yesterday. Who knows? Yeah, I saw you tweeting like tonight. crazy oh. when he was doing the comedy special. What is it like for you? Like, have you gotten to the point at any point in your career where you go like, oh, I got to try to be a little cool. I got to make sure the guys know that I'm kind of a big deal and that I'm not just. But she does turn it on exactly the right time, so she lets you know she's still humble and she keeps it real. Sometimes, I, I'm still Mark in my you heart. Are. Every wrestler I see, I mark out. But um, <laughs> it's but it's crazy to know that. But now you have the confidence to actually ask them for a picture exactly. instead of Snoop no, asking them. People come up to me; they ask me for pictures. Mick Foley came up to me and asked me for a picture, awesome. and I was like, "This is so cool!" But I was just like, "I have to be a badass and confident." Like, "Oh, you want a picture with me? Shoot, come on!" Yeah, smile. <laughs> yeah. But just to be in the limelight and a superstar like where I was when I was a kid. Fans see me as how I saw the wrestlers. So, <sighs> one time, Mick, one time, Mick Foley <laughs> fed me steak like a baby, and I've been working for are the last serious? seven years to convince him that I'm a human being, and that that was just a moment in my life. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's so that's, random. That's sense. true. That happened. It's very random, but I I love Mick Foley to death. He's such a huge supporter of women's wrestling and the NXT divas, and he's just 
sitting back there with him and him just telling me, like, I'm so proud of you. He traveled four hours to see me and Charlotte wrestle. Jeez. A legend traveled to see me wrestle. A guy I watched growing up. Like, You were like, you didn't know we were going to be in Philly in, like, a month? You could have just yeah. two hours. <laughs> it's just, it's such a humbling feeling that people are coming up to me and saying that, you know, we're changing women's wrestling and we're, we're putting a stamp on it. And people want to come see us. It's, it's the best feeling in the whole world. Was there any point that you thought it wasn't going to work out wrestling? Like, did you get to a point where you're like, I'm not learning. I, I'm not getting the break. Yes and no. Because, again, when I first started, like, I was just happy to be a wrestler. But I had no character. And I was getting so frustrated that I knew in my heart that I was really good in the ring. And that's where the there's that's where the Sasha Banks come out. Like you had just I was very good and I was getting frustrated that I wasn't getting used and just finally I was just like, No, like you are gonna see me, I'm gonna get this opportunity and I'm going to run with it. And you saw that at NXT Takeover. Oh, I saw it. And then you saw it at the four way and when I got to get this and um it's 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 been amazing, but I've wanted this since I was ten. And when I say I worked for it since I was 10, I worked for it. Like, I would do everything to learn about wrestling. I would remember, like, I would leave school early. I would leave sleepovers. I even <laughs> missed my grandpa's funeral because I wanted to stay home and watch wrestling. Like, sometimes I... I what show was it? Do you remember? Smackdown. All right. Well, Smackdown's on. Smackdown's I get that. I wouldn't go to Thanksgiving at my grandma's house because I wanted to stay home and watch Smackdown. Like, yeah. all these little things I... I've just, I've always wanted it, and I, I knew in my heart that I could never give up. What did you want to never. do before you were 10? Before I was 10, I was such a girly girl. God, I wanted to be in pageants, and uh, then I, I moved to Iowa, and um, I lived with my auntie, and um, her son was just, he killed animals, and <laughs> he did derby racing, and kind of taught me how to be like a tomboy, and I just, I started, like, just playing with him, and he taught me so much, and... Then I wanted to be a firefighter and all that stuff. But once I started watching wrestling, everything just kind of left my mind. And I just, my After heart. you skipped the funeral, things were very clear. It was very yeah. clear. I, the path was I think just. About that, I'm like, oh, I feel so bad. But I couldn't like this, miss it. That I story. Miss wrestling. No, I get that. The story's only okay if you end up here. If you don't end up here, yeah, you're actually, just. Oh, you're messed up. Yeah. Sorry, Grandpa. Kind of an ass. But you, you ended you up here. You can use this as a forum. She apologized. Right. This is your microphone. Do you hunt? You say you killed animals. I did hunt, but not anymore. I feel bad. Did you feel bad while you were hunting? No, I thought it was really cool. <laughs> what did you hunt? Deer and yeah. pheasants. Well, I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> Deer are terrible. All no. they do is run in front of cars. I know. And they kill people. One ran out in front of my car. Did it ruin your car? What is ruined. wrong with you, Sam? Deer are the worst animal. You're an it idiot. my car, and ugh, I hate that. And I hate deer, I hate so I don't. I really don't. But I love animals. I love animals too, but not when they jump in front of people's cars and no. kill them, and they're totally unnecessary. I don't think he knew. He was trying to avoid it, but just kind of running in a road. I've never been hit by a car. You know why? I don't run across highways. Sam, next question. How much time do you have? I, I can't even interject can't. on this one. I can't with him. Deers and bees, pet peeves. I hate bees. Yeah, they suck. Go. That sucks. I don't. Who wants to get stung by a bee? Screw them. And yeah, they're terrible. Bees are terrible. They should be exterminated. So are deer. But you know, we're here to talk about NXT. Exactly. Katie, stop getting us off track. Katie, Katie, I'm trying to keep it together here. I don't know what you do on the you're, Today you're Show. You're finally having your but moment. This is, yeah, Hello. We're connecting on the bees thing. Excited. Yeah. And they spread Lyme disease. 
Next question, Sarah. Oh, right. Katie, what do you got? I'm, actually, I, I'm actually really curious. I know it's kind of like a foundation question, but who were you always looking up to since you were little? And you're probably having those moments now where you said, like, yeah. you know, Mick's coming to you and asking for a photo or coming to see you wrestle. Give me your top three. Ooh, top. Mm, number one, Eddie Guerrero. Every uh, Sasha Banks fan should know. That's my number one. Do you have a frog splash? So funny. I I try to do a frog splash um, back when I was training in the Indies, and they put out uh, a pad so I can land safely. I managed to hop over the pad. Oh! And I landed straight on my face, bust my lip, bust my nose, and now I'm terrified to do it. I'll maybe pull it out one day, hopefully WrestleMania, but... Um, through yeah, a car that would yeah, be like I, Guerrero style I'm really scared right now yeah. wow. I still have that in my mind I, I jumped over the pad <laughs> so that was he's my number it's one awesome. <laughs> it's great um, it's hard to go in order but number two number three I have so many I love Kurt Angle I love uh, I love Dean Malenko I love, you love suplexes I love I love technical I love luchas I love I love wrestling <laughs> well that's clear Sasha I believe in you Thank you. I think you can do a frog splash if you Thank put you. your mind to it. You accidentally did a moonsault. I did. So I, and feel I didn't put my mind to it, though. Right, you didn't. So one Maybe of these days, put my mind to it. don't put okay. your mind to it. <laughs> just do That's it. That's how Sam lives his life. Right. Well, it's because I'm stupid. I, I, I don't have any thoughts running through my head right. at all. Right. But it makes everything easier. <laughs> it really does. Thank you. Um, yeah, well, congratulations on everything, Sasha. Fired Banks. up to continue watching the NXT tour. And then also, we're looking forward to seeing you main roster, hopefully sometime soon. Yes. Yeah. Philly tonight, Albany tomorrow. Absolutely. I cannot wait. The specials on on Wednesday. on Wednesday on the network. Me versus Becky Lynch, about to steal the show it's again. Big. What's up with Corey Graves constantly taking shots at Becky Lynch on commentary? As long as he puts me over, I'm okay. He does too. Well played, <laughs> Sasha Banks. Thank you so much for thank being you here. So much. Thank you so much for having me, and uh, keep watching NXT every Wednesdays on the WWE Network. Here is Sam Roberts. People still ask me if that's really Howard Finkel. Of course it's really Howard Finkel. I don't mess around. Thank you to Sasha Banks for doing the podcast. Sorry I've been stalking you on Twitter lately. I feel like there's been uh, a lot of attention paid to Sasha Banks in the world of Sam Roberts. Maybe a little bit for Miss Katie Linendahl, too. Uh, But it's all positive attention, so it's a good thing. Uh, That video will go up on YouTube eventually yesterday or, or two days ago. Whatever it was. It was this week. I uploaded the uh, Enzo Amore Big Cass interview that I conducted for the podcast a couple of weeks ago. Uh, that's up on YouTube at youtube.com slash NotSam. Also, I hear you guys. I hear you guys on Twitter when you're tweeting at me at NotSam and you're complaining about some of the audio issues on the podcast. I get it. I complain too. It's after all, it's a free podcast that I'm giving to you for nothing. Why not complain? Uh, but I'm still trying to make improvements. I just got a new voice recorder. Hopefully that will take care of some of the issues that pop up, of course, I end up using a, a series of different mics, different recorders, different things for different reasons. Um, you know, when I'm, when I'm recording these ins and outs, it's usually at my desk in my home. So I'm using a mic connected to my computer. When I'm doing an interview, if it's in the studio, I'm using a studio setup. If it's on the road, I'm using a recorder. Sometimes I do state of wrestling. I use a recorder or I do it here at home. You know, it's, it's, it's all mishmashed and put together in such a concise way, but uh, I am constantly working on stuff. If you want me to continue to make it sound good for you, help a brother out. Mics, recorders, all this stuff ain't free. They don't even give cables away for free. Support the podcast. 
Go to NotSam.com. There's a support the podcast link. You can use the Amazon link that's on that page. Or if you want to more directly support the podcast and spread the word, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sam Roberts. That's ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sam Roberts. And get yourself a t-shirt. You can pick. You can get the What's the Haps t-shirt, the Not Sam t-shirt. You can get the uh, Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast t-shirt. You can even get Not Sam mode. Everybody knows every major wrestling show you see me at, you're going to see me in the Brie mode t-shirt. It's my favorite wrestling t-shirt that's ever been made. I love wearing a Brie mode t-shirt to a wrestling show. The only thing I like more than wearing a Brie mode t-shirt to a wrestling show is looking at somebody wearing a Not Sam mode t-shirt. You can be that man. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sam Roberts. Get a Not Sam mode t-shirt. Get something. Because a little piece of those t-shirts come back to the podcast, which allows me to improve the quality, the production value, everything that you want me to improve here on the podcast. A lot happened in wrestling since last week, since last week's podcast. Uh, I couldn't cover it all myself, so I invited Katie Linendahl back. You heard her on the interview with Sasha Banks. I invited her back to participate in this week's State of Wrestling we're going to break it down, and we're going to do so right now. It's now time for this week's State of Wrestling. So here we are, State of Wrestling time once again. And the Roberts Traveling Studio has arrived upon the destination of Linendalville. Katie Linendall is here. We just heard you with Sasha Banks, but then there was me, and now it's back to you and me. So welcome, I guess back to the show or to the show, Katie Linendahl. Enough is enough, and it's time for a change. That's right. That's getting you some credibility. Right. Right. So how's it going? The big week in wrestling, man. That's what we're here to talk about. And, like, I I almost felt a little bad for you because you had such a high last week with Stone Cold. Yeah, well, I do. Yeah, and I did mention that, like, welcome. This is the state of wrestling to everybody who's just starting to listen because of the Stone Cold podcast. Hello. Yeah. Although, you know what's been really cool is people have been downloading all the previous episodes. Like, it's not like just last week's episode download skyrocketed. It's people are downloading. They're just going through them. So uh, enjoy. Enjoy. And and I was worried, though, that you'd kind of have like a crash, you know, from like the hype and the excitement. Yeah. But. Highs and lows. Big week. Sasha Banks followed you. Sasha, I did. I, I like that this is becoming the state of wrestling in our lives, as opposed to what's actually going on in the industry. I get, I get four bullets of what you've what, what this week has been. Okay, Sasha Banks followed you. Yeah, it was Tatanka's birthday. I mean, that's huge for all wrestling all fans. Everywhere. Wrestling fans, Buffalo, Buffalo. We went to a PWS show, an indie show. Yeah, which was amazing. Would you want to talk about that a little bit? I do want to talk about that. Or you want to hit your fourth point. And the only down thing that happened in your week was. That you missed your opportunity to take a, uh, you know, like a flexing selfie in the mirror and enter into Tough Enough. I, we tried, people. It, yeah. We tried. Yeah. You've missed the window. Tough Enough auditions are closed. I'm anxious to see. But we did make Raw. That was, a little, that was a little over the place, but. That's all right. Points are no, made. No, you set us up nicely for the next, whatever, few minutes or so. Uh, I'm anxious to see. We did make Raw. For those of you who are going, what? They made Raw real quick. I posted it at Not Sam. I think it's up at Katie Linendahl as well on Twitter. Um, the WWE debuted a new show on WWE Network called The List, a show which Katie and I will be a part of. The first episode, Katie and I are not a part of. However, right. 
moving forward, we will be a part of the show. So make sure you watch the list every week. And if you see us on, tweet us because uh, we don't know what episodes we're on. Yeah. So it's helpful. And uh, may I also take this moment of good quality airtime to also apologize on your behalf because Sam also doesn't know when to send me wrestling contest winners. So if you're oh. if you are new to listen to the podcast, we do lots of prizes. Yeah. Or at least attempt to do lots of prizes. Well, here's the thing. I don't like doing contests because of the responsibility on me. It takes me one text to send me somebody's size of t-shirt. We did a Suplex City t-shirt contest. Yeah. Sam, we, first off, we had a winner. We announced that winner three weeks later. <laughs> and then yeah. Sam didn't get me the sizes of we're, those individual winners. So I, no, so then you throw me under the bus because I actually had to go buy them extra stuff to make up for it. Like, let me buy your you affection back. It's coming in the mail. Can I get something? No. Oh. Um, so I make up it's for your lackluster ma- efforts because that's the kind of person I am. It's not a matter of, of blame game. You did this. You did that. Everything is us. So don't worry about that. I say this because it was Tatanka's birthday, as I noted this week. And in honor of that, we're going to give out new pro wrestling Tatanka shirts at the end of the show. Oh, I have to get somebody else's address. And by the time the podcast is finished, we will have brainstormed that contest. So stay tuned. Okay. So we're going to have some Tatanka shirts to give away from ProWrestlingTees.com. Yeah. New which, Tatanka by the shirts. Way, if you go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sam Roberts. Who's bought some of those shirts? This girl. Katie does have a Not Sam Mode t-shirt. And a Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast t-shirt. Speaking of that, we saw one of those at the Pro Wrestling Syndicate show. PWS put on their big show oh. of the year, Supercard. Um, what did you think of it, Katie? I have to say, obviously, nothing touches WWE for us. We, of course not. We're loyalists from NXT. the time we're babies. Yeah. I would put it in the three slot. So you're putting PW, you're going WWE, NXT, PWS. I am. Oh, Pat Buck is going to love hearing that. He is. And so you know who else is going to love that? Who? The drunken swashbuckler. Yeah, he is. Starman. Yeah, he is. Habib from the car wash. Well, that's what PWS is so good about. So many of these indie shows, uh, they don't have a personal identity. I think it's so important when you're in pro wrestling, not only branding is super, super important because it's such a big part of storytelling. It's identifying what it is I'm watching and who it is I'm watching. And as much as characters need to be developed and, okay, what is – we talk about Dolph Ziggler. What is Dolph Ziggler? Mm -hmm. Who is Dolph Ziggler? As much as that stuff needs to be identified and the crowd needs to identify with people, full companies need that kind of identity. Like you need to know when you turn on Raw – you know you're watching WWE. It looks like WWE. It feels like WWE. It sounds like WWE. NXT, a completely different look, feel, mission statement. You know, I, I feel like, you know, TNA kind of sometimes gets lost in the shuffle in that sense. I don't think they have a full, strong, branded thing. But Pro Wrestling Syndicate does. And that's rare on the indies because so many indies are just like trying to put on a show. And there's not this sort of grand thought of what does the entire show look like? What does the promotion look like? What is it that we're doing? And that goes into the fact that PWS does unique matches. They'll kind of, if they're going to do a hardcore match on a show, it'll be one hardcore match on a show, not a show full of hardcore matches. It's in the characters that they develop. Like you were saying, the star man, the drunken swashbuckler, this stuff that is native to PWS is the stuff that builds loyalty. Well, and I'm no stranger to going to indie shows. And when you first said, Hey, we're going to an indie show. My first thing is, like, there's going to be six people in a high school gym, which I love. Yeah. And we just hope somebody doesn't die. Right. And, and, and a bunch of guys with uh, uh, tights that are generic and slightly too big for them. That's cool. Yeah. 
We don't judge. Like singlets. We don't know their struggles. Singlets with no pectoral muscle whatsoever <laughs> to hold those straps up. I don't know if Starman was jacked for Starman super jacked. Don't don't ever discount <laughs> okay, Starman. I digress. But I was so impressed with the production quality and to your point, the establishment of that I only went to one show and I was into the characters. Right. And you know So much in fact, yeah, may I say, that we like at the end of the show, we saw Habib from the car wash outside. And I was right. like, Habib, you're amazing, dude. <laughs> and he was like, Yeah, sure. Do you want to buy a shirt? And I was like, well, yeah, actually, I do. Yeah, actually, I, as a matter and of fact, he, I do. I was like, how much do you want? And he's like, well, 10 bucks." And I was like, uh-uh. I reverse negotiated with Habib from the car wash. I was like, I'll give you 20 I would have done tried to get it so for seven. Which he was very confused. And I was like, no, you're worth Habib. Yeah. And not only am I going to buy one shirt for $20, i am going to buy two. For 20 So that's $40 oh, in Habib's Whoa. Can't make that at the car wash. Uh-uh. No, he isn't. Well, now he's a big superstar. But everything, like from the branding of the show, you see the logo on big flags. You see they have a incredible. set. You see they have lighting. You see they have their own unique uh, championship belts, titles, whatever they want to call them. And, yeah, and then the match styles, everybody's good. Everybody's got a character. And it kind of feels like a PWS show. And Foley was there. Mick Foley was there. Jake the uh, Snake. Bubba Ray Dudley was there. It was a Snooka. It was a really fun show. It was, they did a really good job, and they always do a good job. If you're yeah. in the area, definitely check out PWS uh, because it's just a good, it's a good night of wrestling. Speaking of a good night of wrestling, yeah, can we talk about the day Wednesday? The day Wednesday. Well, it comes between Tuesday and Thursday. Um, How much? Some people call it Hump Day. Does it? Does any? Else, does any other day of the week exist to have wrestling on? Well, let's talk about it. We talked about PWS. Let's talk about it. Wrestling Wednesday. Last week, and I think a lot of that is because this podcast comes out on Wednesday. So story. a lot of promotions were probably like, let's put this things in sync mm. with Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast mm. featuring Katie Linendahl. Um, yeah. Did you take part in Wrestling Wednesday last week? Well, I felt like I was a little overwhelmed. Like I feel like I needed to resubscribe to the triple cast because we had the NXT happening. NXT was happening. Then we had Ring of Honor. Well, yeah. I mean, Wrestling Wednesday is NXT, Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling, and Lucha Underground. All on TV. Come on. All on Wednesday. Pick a different day. Let's spread this out. Well, WWE's got Monday. SmackDown's got Thursday. Nothing on t- Tuesday. I feel a void. I guess there's a void, but Tuesday is the day you get hyped up for Wednesday. You need a day to relax because then it's like I got all my wrestling to watch on Wednesday. I think it's cool in the sense that it starts to – I think multiple wrestling shows being on at the same time is a good thing. I think it was good during the Monday Night Wars. I think it reminds you that there's different brands out there. It reminds you that there is a choice to make. It reminds you – Dude, when the AFC and the NFC playoffs are happening – Yeah. They're not happening at the same time. But they're not competing. AFC and NFC are not uh, no, competitive you're, you're missing the point organizations. What? It's, like, it's all football. Like Right. It's all NFL. So Ring of Honor and NXT should compete. You don't put the Super Bowl and the World Series on at the same time. Not saying that they're, they're in different seasons. weekly. Yeah. <laughs> that they're... Wednesday is World Series night. <laughs> you see my point. I see your point. Space but, it out. But... I think my own personal feeling on it is it creates a sense of urgency to the product when you're like, no, if you watch Ring of Honor, you can't watch NXT live and vice versa. And if you watch Lucha, you're going to miss Impact. 
And it's going to make Impact give you a show that you can't miss because there is other wrestling Oh, so the TV. competition will make it better. each other is yes. a good thing. I would buy that. Yes. I think – I don't understand the Ring of Honor Impact Wrestling deal at all. I don't understand how it's good for – I mean I guess I can understand how it's good for Ring of Honor to be on Destination America. But I don't understand how it's good for Ring of Honor to – number one, everybody knows Monday Night Raw is too long. Everybody knows three hours is too long for Monday Night Raw. So now Impact is the last two hours of a three-hour wrestling block. Mm. That said, the first hour advertises itself as the best wrestling on the planet. (laughs) That's your (laughs) lead-in to a wrestling show. How on earth... The Ring of Honor deal is good for Impact Wrestling is beyond me. That's like one of those things where it's like the best coffee shop in the world. Like, let's just be honest and be like the third best in the Northeast. (laughs) Right. It's a lofty statement. But maybe when compared to TNA, it it wins. I don't know. What did you think of it last week? Here's what I thought. I'm a Ring of Honor fan. I know a lot of – I mean, I know a lot of people in a lot of organizations. So I don't – you know, that makes it weird. But um, I think – Ring of Honor puts on one of the best – NXT puts on the best live shows and the best TV shows. NXT is the best thing in wrestling right now. Ring of Honor puts on one of the best live shows in wrestling. If you're going to a live wrestling show and you have the opportunity, you're never, ever going to be disappointed going to see Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor consistently for years puts on amazing live shows. As far as TV goes, to us that are used to watching – you know, WWE, even NXT, even Impact. The production value is not there for Destination America. It's not on the level of WWE or Impact. Um, the lighting is not great. The cameras are not, you know, they're not multi-tens of thousands of dollar cameras that they're using. It looks, the TV show looks kind of like a public access TV show in the sense that you would – like a very well-produced public access TV show that you would find late at night and be like, oh, I didn't know this wrestling existed. The other problem I have with Ring of Honor, and I think that this problem, if they could solve it, would make the TV product a million times better, is that the TV show that's on Destination America – so Ring of Honor signs this deal where they're on Wednesday nights at 8 for an hour on Destination America. Impact is on at 9. So the 8 to 9 block belongs to Ring of Honor. But that TV show is a rerun of what they syndicate through Sinclair Broadcasting on several different markets across the country. Meaning that the debut show on Destination America did not do anything to welcome new viewers, did not do anything to set up new storylines, did not do anything to introduce new characters. The debut show was full of implied Sort of watching. Like is the, that how you come out the gate? No, you can't. Uh, you've lost me. Yeah, because like you're I not mean, a like, you're not a Ring of Honor person. It just it, I it, wasn't a PWS person, but you right. introduced the characters going back and closing the loop on that. Like I mean, let's be honest. If we go back to January and you search through the podcast, wasn't an NXT person, right? I took a sabbatical. You took that a was sabbatical, the word. but uh, was it primetime Sam Roberts or not that brought you back to NXT? It was okay. You could, I'm, I'm sure you'd be a Ring of Honor fan. I have no doubt. It's not a matter of the product. It's a matter of there's only so many hours in the day. You and I are very busy people. You know That's why I haven't gotten a chance to watch any Lucha Underground yet. I really want to. Everybody's saying great things about it. I just haven't had time. I haven't had time to watch New Japan's TV show on Access. I want to. I love the pay-per-view. I don't have time. I can't watch every single show. But 
I did watch Ring of Honor, and I know, I know the guys in Ring of Honor and still was a little lost. I know that if I was watching that show with you, you'd be lost. Uh, peace. It sounds like I'd peace out. You'd be like, oh, wait, NXT's on. It's eight. Right. Like, you know, this, like, let me see. And I watched Ring of Honor live because I wanted to say, okay, this is a big moment. It's Wrestling Wednesday. Let's turn it on. And I watched the whole show, and, you know, the matches are good. Everybody's good in that promotion. But at the end of the day, it's S-A-W-F-T. <laughs> soft? Yeah, it was. It was a little soft because, you know, I wanted to be brought up to the storyline. I wanted to feel like it was a national cable TV show, not a syndicated show. Um, and I didn't, and I don't know if their deal forbids them from that. But as far as I know... The first four episodes of this show are already in the can. So it's like before the show even gets announced, the first four episodes are in the can, which means there's nothing they can do for the first four weeks. How do you build momentum on that? Mm. I mean, you know a thing or two about television. Yeah, and I actually think that I could go to my McDowell High School Auditorium and get one of my freelance videographers and give you a better product at this point. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't – the production value is not where it should be. And – and, you know, it just I feel like when people are so used to WWE style and TNA borrows from WWE style. And, yeah, it should be different. But you do need that storytelling style that WWE has familiarized everybody with. And I think that's what Ring of Honor is lacking now. If it's going to be a TV show, it's got to be storyline driven. Tune in next week because I got to see what happens to so-and-so. You know? Agree. Yeah. I and, want production. And NXT does a good job. Of doing matches that are – they're WWE style, but they are indie level in terms of quality of match. You know what I mean? Oh, my gosh. I, I, NXT's production quality is the best. And then add that with WWE's production team, and you've got a, a, a highly produced – you're telling me why I'm watching. You're giving me a reason to tune in next week. Like everything is right there in front of you. And with as much competition as out there – that's what you need on a wrestling show. Agree. You just do. So you you focused on NXT. You don't. You're not an Impact person. It's okay. Yeah. No. I. I, I mean. David hooked you. Casual for a now. Yeah. It happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, it goes to show. I don't think Samoa Joe ever got as much buzz when he was in TNA as he did when he showed up at NXT. Oh, for sure. You know, and that's NXT. That's not even WWE. I could never place the why TNA never got me hooked. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I'm the same way. Like, I, I watch. Uh, I guess I don't watch as regularly as I could, and I don't. I don't feel. An, I don't feel that need to be drawn in. I think that's why mm. it's valuable to have multiple shows on the same night because I hope that it would push people to create a show that you have to watch. Like, I don't always feel like I'm missing something if I miss TNA, and you know, I. I kind of do if I miss Raw. I kind of feel like I could have missed something. In the three hours, there must have been something, something that I missed. Um, Can we talk about NXT? And on NXT, I always feel like I missed something if I don't see it. Yeah, go ahead. Because I thought you'd be really excited this week, and I saved it to ask you about. Oh, God, I love this. Switching gears. Switch it. So, Leo Kruger chants happening in NXT. Yeah, I, I, I think that... Was bound to happen, I guess, with that ESPN doc. I was a Leo Kruger fan uh, back when Leo Kruger is the character that Adam Rose portrayed 
back before NXT was the so hottest thing in wrestling. So what's the deal? He's just off Raw right now. They put him back in developmental, or what's the deal? Well, NXT is at a weird place because it's not exactly developmental anymore, and it's very possible to exist on the main roster and, and on and, NXT, and, and, and vice versa. That with, you know. with Owens, like now with the belt, are you going to keep the belt up? Well, in- I think uh, I think the biggest news. First of all, you know, I, I'll, I'll touch on that in a minute. Um, I love that the uh, Leo Kruger chants are coming back again. I think the strongest thing you can do is not. I don't even think you bring back Leo Kruger. You went with Adam Rose. Commit to it. But I've said it for months now. I want a heel, strung out, Axel Rose, everybody hates him, obnoxious, late to his matches, <laughs> probably on heroin, Adam Rose. It really goes with the WWE brand. Well, you could do it. You know, the heroin use could be implied. I'll, I'll accept that. <laughs> I'll accept implied heroin use. But no. <laughs> No heroin use, but, like, you know what I mean? Like a strung-out rocker who was, like, having fun as a partier, but the party's over, dude. And he's just isolated all his friends. And he's, he's Axl Rose. He's Scott Weiland. He's that guy. That's what I want out of Adam Rose. I think that's where the character is. Do you think they have to make a switch now? To Leo Kruger? Uh, something. They need to do something. Okay. Because right now he's just a dude in striped tights. He was, he was kind of getting there, like... I liked his vibe on NXT this week when he kind of came out. He wasn't really dancing. He was, he was like whatever, whatever about the whole thing. And that was obviously intentional. He's not, not doing his character because he's legit fed up. But um, I, think, I think there's a lot to explore there because you can do a reality-based storyline where he is fed up with pretending to be a partier. You can do the strung out thing. There's still a lot to be done, and I think he's a really talented guy. Yeah. So uh, I'm excited about that. In terms of the sort of floating between brands. I think NXT is kind of kind of officially a brand. I think there is a developmental system, but well, I, don't, I think it's undeniably a brand. I don't think we watch the developmental system on NXT anymore. I think the developmental system is at the performance center. Uh, I think it's at the local Florida live shows. And that's what you're talking about with Triple H doing the B team. Yeah, I think the developmental league is the B team that we don't know yet that we've seen kind of photos of, and this guy got scouted, and this guy is at the Performance Center. I think that is developmental. Mm. And I think NXT is the first step you go after you're out of developmental. I think with as much talent as they have, especially the way they're hiring indie guys and bringing them right to the TV show, I think they're realizing that the NXT TV show has become too valuable to Mm. be considered a tryout place. And... So I don't think well, it's the also TV interesting show is... to see who they're pulling in. Like yeah. uh, Chad Gable, notably over the last few weeks, mm-hmm. you, you look up the bio and it's just an Olympic athlete. Yeah, and probably not a lot of experience wrestling. Neither did Kurt Angle, though. It's I I, I like it. It's a mix. Yeah, I think they're definitely mixing. I'm glad. <laughs> Generally, I don't like it when they pull people off the you street. I wonder how you would feel if you're somebody like Owens or Devitt and. You know, dudes are coming in with two, three years experience. Well, if you're Owens and you're getting victories over John Cena at pay-per-views, you better not be complaining about much. He has nothing to complain about right now. And, you know, and Devitt is literally being poised to be one of the top baby faces in the company. So let's go there in a second because I I have an opinion on that. I would hope that both those guys realize the grander scheme of things that's going on for them and they're not bent out of shape. And and if a guy can come in two or three years in in the business, if that, and can make an impact, no pun intended, and can get the crowd behind him as well as Kevin Owens can, then more power to him. You know, maybe Kevin Owens needed 15 years and he needed three. Whatever it is, you kind of got to deal with the hand that you're dealt. Um, 
I think they realize they've got a lot of money in Kevin Owens, and they def- they really do. That the, his promo style, the way he makes you feel, the believability—they don't have that on the roster right now. And I'm pretty sure. So they announced this big Japan show, mm-hmm. which they're going to stream on the network live. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be like 6:30 in the morning or something like that on July. How is going to come out noon our time? I don't know. Okay, I don't know whatever. for sure. I'm bad with math. Uh, we both. Yeah, horrible. But one of the headline matches there, Brock Lesnar is going to be on the show. It's going to be a huge show. But right now the headline match is the title match between uh, uh, Finn Balor, you smart Mark, Devitt, Finn Balor, and uh, Kevin Owens. I would assume the fact that it's in Japan where Finn Balor is as big as he is anywhere, like he's the, he's the biggest guy on the roster with the exception of maybe Hideo in Japan, I would think that on that night he gets the NXT championship and Kevin Owens becomes a full-time part of the main roster, I would think. I would agree with that. Yeah. I, I mean, I kind of like the idea of the NXT champion being on the main roster as well, but I don't think I like the float. Like, a little play here and there. Like, I like the idea of, in NXT... Because it gives it more visibility. Yes. And I like the idea of Kevin Owens as a heel character who is full of himself but can't be beaten. So NXT is sitting there going, like, we got to get the title off this guy. He's, he's going on the main roster, and we can't, and nobody in NXT can beat him. And then he's going on the main roster. Mm. He's beating John Cena. Um, but I think it's going to be a huge, huge nod when the guy who pinned John Cena clean... Gets pinned by Finn Balor. I think that's going to be a big deal. Right. I personally, not to switch over to main roster stuff, but I would like to see. I think the authority right now is really weak. I think they're played out. I think they need a fresh face. I would love to see Owens or Balor over on authority. I think Balor's a baby face through and through. But um, Really? Yeah. You don't think there's a, like a click resurgence? Uh, on, Triple H would so want that. I don't think so. I, I think he's too baby face. He he's 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 he's, he's too pretty. He does. I don't think he will work as a heel. I thought even was... when he was in Bullet Club in New Japan, it was kind of like the heel that's like in America. Everybody loved him. Like everybody loved Bullet Club because like you know he's too good. His... It's actually pretty interesting. So so many shirts at NXT events. Bullet Club. Yeah, yeah. But like and also like Finn Balor was born to sell action figures. That's the only reason he's getting painted up like that. He was born to sell toys and sell T-shirts. Well, you made a good point about, like, NXT bad guys are still likable. He could still fall into that bad guy. Li- he's not a bad no. guy. Okay. He's a baby face through and through. I think Kevin Owens can be in the authority and can also be kind of a foil to Seth Rollins, who's, like, he's the badass evil dude in the authority. And Seth Rollins is, like, the weaselly evil dude in the authority. Mm. Um, but I don't see Finn Balor as a heel anytime soon. I think he's like the next big baby face, but I don't think he's a heel. I thought it was interesting, uh, the size discrepancy, him, seeing him versus Rhino. Mm-hmm. That made me think of like how the Ascension were so big in NXT. And right. they went over the main roster and they're like... They're not that big. No. They're just average size. Seeing him against size factor, where mm-hmm. do you see him sliding into the roster? Well, he's a smaller guy, but the roster is becoming smaller. So Seth Rollins is a smaller guy. True. And he's the world champion. Roman Reigns is not that big of a guy. Oh, Roman, I think he's a big dude. He's not as big as Batista. And he's being pushed like Batista. Because Batista version 1.0 or 2.0? Because version 2.0 was way smaller than Jack Batista 1.0. Even He's not as big as Blue Tista. <laughs> <laughs> 
Roman Reigns is not. He's a big dude. Don't get me wrong. He's bigger than me, but he's not as big as Batista. Um, you know, and Ambrose is not. Like none of these guys are that big, uh, and I think that's where the roster is headed, which is not a bad thing. No, you know, I mean, you got you got Neville, who's like one of the best in ring guys. Is like amazing. How tall is he? Five seven, five six. And Gravity still forgets him. Gravity forgot to have him grow a couple inches, but. He's incredible in the ring, and speaking and, of, I, I pulled a hammy this week off the couch. I, was, I told you to every stop time doing that, that I know, dude. I told you, you didn't every need time to do Neville that comes out, I have to do a red arrow off my furniture. <sighs> where do you Where do you think Money in the Bank goes? Who's walking out? What did you think of our truth coming out last oh night? Oh my gosh! And forgetting that he wasn't, didn't, not realizing that he's not our even in the match. Our truth is like just. I think we're both on the same page that we find him secretly incredible. Uh huh. And if he says "whoop," there it is one more time. So help me. Yeah, I, I can't handle it. No, it's not appropriate for it's 2015. It's so bad. It yeah. is so bad. <laughs> Just please stop. I could listen to your voice please crack out stop. of anger for hours. Yeah. Um, enough is enough, our truth, and it's time for a change. But I loved him coming out on Monday and forgetting that he was not in the Money in the Bank <laughs> when he came out and said, "I've conquered my fear of heights," and they were like, "Dude, you're not." You're not in the Money in the Bank match. And he goes, I'm not? And he goes, no. And he goes, oh, that's on me then. That's on me. That's on me. So funny. So funny. Who do you think wins the Money in the Bank? You first. I feel like they're still trying with Roman. I feel like it may be. Really? Yeah. I think they're, st- they're going to try again. Well, let's, let's talk. Who's in, who's in the Money yeah, in the Bank Yeah, let's do match? that. L- list the guys. I mean, I don't, I don't remember all of them. Look it up. You got the computer in front of you. I, I'm, always a, uh, I'm always a Kofi fan. Kofi's not winning Money in the Bank. Shut up. I know he's not winning it, but... You think they're going to give the New Day the Money in the Bank? No, it's not going to happen. He'll be spectacular. He always spectacular. puts on a good show. That's all I'm saying, especially live at pay-per-views. He's really, really good at losing matches. He loses matches in a spectacular fashion. Exactly. But he's not going to win. You would win. say the same thing about Bray Wyatt. I know, and I don't want to. That, that hurt what you just said. But you made that statement. Do you know how me. badly it hurt when... when Stone Cold Steve Austin looked at me like I had nine heads because I said I thought – I told him I thought Bray Wyatt was the best performer on the roster. And he goes, "Okay, wait. what? He actually said, what? Best performer on the – Sam, what are you talking about? I was like, Steve, don't you – no. What? How is he the best performer on the roster? And I'm going, well, you know, he could talk people into buildings. No, he can't. And then you told him that the best overall wrestler was Sasha Banks. Well, Sasha Banks is my favorite wrestler. What I, am I going to do? She's just saying. Okay, wait. We got to get back to the Money in the Bank ladder match contract. Wimbledon uh, Intercontinental. Strictly for John Cena's Wimbledon US Open. US Open. Okay. Because it actually is an interesting lineup. So we got Neville, right. Sheamus, Sheamus, Orton, Orton, Reigns, Reigns Kane. Kane. Oh, dude, Kane just needs to retire, man. I've been saying that on State of Wrestling for like the last three weeks, but go on. Seriously. Ziggler. Ziggles. And my boy Kofi. And Kofi. Kind of random. Seven? Yep. Yeah, it's Reigns. With Reigns right in the forefront. I, I'm going Neville. You think Neville is going to win the Money in the Bank? Neville is on fire. You see Neville. Although I wouldn't have put Neville against uh, Bo Dallas. I just feel like that dropped his. They had to give him a victory against someone. What do you mean someone? He, he's phenomenal. Yeah, he keeps losing to Wade Barrett. They could put him against somebody better. Like who? By the way, Bo da- I believe, so I don't know what you're talking I about. I believe, too. Who would you put him against instead of Bo Dallas? I don't know. You can't throw me on the spot like Kofi? this. <laughs> Maybe like Seamus? 
Yeah, but they're pushing Seamus for some ungodly reason. Um, yeah, I think. It's, okay, wait, shut up. So, what, would you go for the la- your ladder you? and match winner? <laughs> I said Roman Reigns. Oh, you did say Reigns. I yeah. spaced out. Sorry. Yeah, I think I. There's no. I, there, there, he's not a, exactly. Adrian Neville, his biggest victory right now. I guess you know he beat Wade Barrett at King of the Ring, and then he lost to him, and then he. I'd like beat, to make a statement. Sorry. Hang on. Me. He beat Bo Dallas. Adrian Neville is not going to get the briefcase and then cash in and become the world champion. Okay, yeah, that's probably the least probable, but that's who I'm picking. Good for you, Linendahl. I mean, probably more realistically, Ziggler. They've done it before. And not to railroad you there for a second, but I got excited because I had an idea, which doesn't happen often, so I do get excited. Money in the Bank. The Are you fantasy match- booking right now? <laughs> Are you fantasy booking? Are you fantasy booking on me? Money in the Bank ladder match should have oh. one NXT, dude. Yeah, but that's because you have a hard on for NXT. What? <laughs> what? Who would you put in from NXT? Well, I then? liked how they did that at WrestleMania and the Rumble. Right. How like so? Hey, one NXT guy can now not only get to the main roster, but he could get the championship. Yes. So who do you put in? I, w- I mean, Finn Balor seems like the choice, but number one, it's too obvious, and number two, you haven't even given him a run as the champ as the NXT champion. Um, who would you put in? Well, Zayn and Hideo are injured, so it's not going to be them. Tyler Breeze, not yet. I was going to say probably Prince Pretty, Tyler Breeze. He does have the best razor haircut. Here's why he has a four hundred dollar haircut. You I think just so? Like to make that statement, visually bookmark it next time you see it. Here's why you put Tyler Breeze in that Side match bar. because the N- the NXT guy's not winning, period. So don't worry about whether or not they're going to become the Money in the Bank ladder match winner. Tyler Breeze could put on a hell of a show in that match. So that's why I would pick Tyler Breeze because it would showcase somebody from NXT well. Because who, regardless of who it is, they're not winning because Roman Reigns is there. I put in Finn Balor, but he doesn't win. I guess, but then why do you want Finn Balor to lose in this Money in the Bank match only to try to get him over as the NXT champion? The a same reason weeks why later. you have the NXT belt on main roster. It's a championship, it's not visibility a belt. and exposure to new peeps. Yeah, but everybody, I mean, Tyler Breeze, if Finn Balor is in that match, he should be winning that match. Like, he should be looked at once he gets to the main I, roster. I see point. Like, once Finn Balor gets to the main roster, it should be like, oh shit, Finn's here. Right, like, you don't like come out the gate losing. Exactly. I don't know. They did that to Tommy, and that he, he was like third one out in that Andre the Giant Memorial Wimbledon. Hideo and Tommy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's right because Hideo doesn't have the same vibe right now. Sorry. You know what are you going to do? I think there's no doubt that Roman Reigns wins at Money in the Bank, and then. Goes on to chase Seth Rollins. Like, hey, Seth, you cashed in on me. Do you think it was too soon to do a Cena-Owens rematch? Well, I was going to say this. I mean, what you have to keep in mind is Roman Reigns won the Royal Rumble. He got one shot at the title. What Mm -hmm. happened? Seth Rollins cashed in and pinned Roman Reigns. Mm -hmm. How can Roman Reigns get his revenge? By taunting the fact that now Roman has the ability to do that exact same thing to Seth Rollins. Well, there it is. There it is. And I'm not afraid of spiders or heights. (laughs) Take that, R-Truth. Is it too soon for a John Cena-Kevin Owens match? Rematch, no. I thought it was too soon for the initial match. I don't think it's too soon for a rematch because it's hot. I mean, it is fire right now after Owens got that victory. I just worry that if Owens doesn't win, it takes away from Owens. I don't know if it will or not, but I worry that it could. 
And I think Owens is so red hot right now. Although, I mean, I, I guess I could see a scenario where Owens actually wins, which would be incredible. An incredible edible egg. You think it's too fast? Too soon? Too much too soon? I would have liked to see it at SummerSlam. I think it's that big. Well, there could be a rubber Call match at SummerSlam. Call me crazy. SummerSlam sounds like a good... Oh, then you're turning it into like the John Cena Rusev. Like, we don't even know how many times they've fought at this point. Right. But a rubber match is typical. Do you want to quit? It... <laughs> I won't go there. No. Everybody loved it, though. <laughs> the people liked it. Um, if John Check Cena... back in five. If John Cena wins... <laughs> yeah, not quite sure. If John Cena wins, then... Then you need a rematch because now you've got one for Owens, one for Cena. Then you've got a SummerSlam. Oh, I see what you're saying. You see? Especially if he's lucky. Then you've got Owens losing the title to Finn and then coming up, he's main roster now, and you've got a big Owens-Cena match. How about this? How about this, Linendahl? Yes. You take the NXT title off of Kevin Owens. We're fantasy booking. Deal with it. You take the U.S. title off. You take the NXT title off of Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens, they haven't made this match for the U.S. title at, at Money in the Bank. Kevin Owens wins the match at Money in the Bank. He's now beaten John Cena twice. He loses in Tokyo to Finn Balor, only to show up on Raw and say, Cena, I've beaten you twice. That's the title I want. And then at SummerSlam, after losing to Kevin Owens twice, John Cena has to put his United States title on the line. And before SummerSlam, he... He does like a Lex Express because Owens is Canadian. So we have like a replay of the, Lex of the late 90s. And he uses the same bus. Like John Cena same says, exact bus. I'm taking the Lex Express. He's like, maybe you're not Yokozuna, Here's what but they'll it's do, just a big of a deal. They'll get a can of DX spray paint and they'll put an <laughs> F in front of Lex Express. And John Cena will go, I'm going to show off my muscles. It's the Flex Express. That's so dumb, dude. You think it's not going to work? <laughs> That's I was writing that down. For the show. <laughs> I was writing that down. I was going to send it to Vince. <laughs> well, listen, I'm excited. A lot going on. A lot going on. Um, so you don't want to see a Cena Owens match? I would like to see that every week. Okay, so there but you I'm go. just saying. I think here's what happens. It's bigger than that. Two non-title matches that Kevin Owens wins. He loses the NXT title. He gets a U.S. title shot at SummerSlam. I like your headspace. I know you do. There's a lot of it. You see, it's a five head, not a it's four a head. It's a mess. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Well, Linendahl, Katie Linendahl, if you want to follow her on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. And or upvote me on Tough Enough. No, I'm totally kidding. We're not in Tough Enough. I like my day job. At Katie Linendahl on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And you can see myself <gasps> and Katie Linendahl on future episodes of The List on WWE Network. Sam, we almost forgot to give away our Tatanka t-shirts. I was hoping we would so I wouldn't have to direct message anyone. <laughs> So what's uh? Oh, we almost forgot. What, we didn't come up with anything. Nothing. No. We just talked. We're not creative people. No. We it, we sh- we discussed having an idea in our pre-production meeting. As as you guys know, if you listen to the podcast, our pre-production is meeting is the show. It's the, the actual beginning of the show, show right yeah. happening right now. Yeah, we're just finishing up our pre-production meeting. It's Tatanka's birthday week, prime time. Right. This is a cause for celebration. So, um, here's what you do. Yes. You write something that you're doing or giving. Like say like, you know, I'm going to get a buffalo for hashtag Tatanka's birthday. Oh, and you have to tag Tatanka? You got, I mean, just yeah, you can tag Tatanka if you want. But you have to tag. Yeah, this will be great because he'll be get real weirded out yeah, why okay. he's getting so many messages. This is good. This so is good, Sam. You have to tag 
Tatanka, which is what, Native Tatanka? Native Tatanka. So you have to tag at Native Tatanka, at Not Sam, and at Katie Linendahl. Mm-hmm. And you have to form a sentence that ends with hashtag Tatanka's birthday. That's a you, lot. You're out of characters at that point. You could say I'm wearing a loincloth for hashtag Tatanka's birthday at Tatanka at not Sam at Katie Linendahl. What are you doing for Tatanka? Because he's done a lot for you as a right. wrestling fan. Right. I'm returning his feathers for hashtag Tatanka's birthday. Can you pick something not on Tatanka brand? Like you could get him something that doesn't have to do with Tatanka. Sure. I, I've like got a, a Bluetooth speaker. I've got a cup of Greek yogurt that I'm eating for <laughs> hashtag Tatanka's birthday. <laughs> It's organic. <laughs> yeah, it is. So there you go. That's the big contest. And uh, how many? One winner? We'll do two winners. We'll both pick one? Yeah, okay. That means you'll get the prize in four weeks, and I'll have to throw in extra prizes because f- Sam's dysfunctional. But the prize is a Tatanka shirt? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So there, Tatanka shirt on the line. Hashtag it and, uh, and be a part of the game. Thanks for hanging out on State of Wrestling again, Katie Linendahl. It's always a good time. It's always a good time. You're not enough for me. <laughs> Just another man in love with me. She's no joke, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you next week here on uh, Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. You heard? Yeah, whoop, there it is, right? Whoop, there it is. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Follow at Milk Sam on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And subscribe for free to listen every week to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Rootmetrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.